0: Welcome back everybody. This is Rick Pettigrew to hand off our top news stories from this past week of Archaeologica. Send us feedback on the Archaeology Channel Facebook page or post a message on our social networking site Archaeoseq. A new drone survey has revealed 29 previously unrecorded geoglyphs in southern Peru, including a large number of feline figures. A large study of Viking teeth shows that sophisticated dental care was quite common, along with cavities. Another dental study, this one on ancient Native American and Asian teeth, shows a clear connection between Native Americans and Asians. And DNA from a skeleton in Roman Britain identifies the man as a Sarmatian, a member of an Iranian group in southern Russia. Thanks to everyone for supporting our subscription platform, Heritage Broadcasting Service, available at heritagetac.org. We now have hundreds of titles you can binge upon on Roku. Please help us spread the word. Again, that link is heritagetac.org. Our tour program, TAC Tours, will continue in 2024 with our second tour of Viking sites in Denmark. Please join us, the link to our tour program is at archaeologychannel.org tours. And now here's Laura Kennedy with the audio news from Archaeologica. We hope you find this to be a valuable part of your day.
1: Welcome to the audio news from Archaeologica. I'm Laura Kennedy, and these are the headlines in archaeological and historical news for December 17th through the 23rd, 2023. This week's first story comes from Peru, where a drone recorded geoglyphs of huge felines and human-like figures in the Nazca province dating from 300 BC to AD 100. 29 geoglyphs were found in Ica, south of Lima, on the coast of Peru. Archaeologist Omar Bendezo de la Cruz of the San Luis Gonzaga National University, UNICA, and a team of 20 students made the discovery during a four-month research project approved by the Peruvian Ministry of Culture in the Ica region of Nazca Province in the south of the country. The impressive figures reflect the influence of astronomy and religion on ancient Peruvian culture. The last discovery of this size was in 1994, when UNESCO declared the famous lines and geoclyphs of the Nazca and Palca part of the cultural heritage of humanity. According to team leader De La Cruz and a teacher at the Unica School of Archaeology, the figures are situated on the hillsides in the population center of San Francisco in the El Ingenico district and the San Juan sector of the Changuio district. As reported by Archeo News. Ten of the geoglyphs in the El Nganiso district depict feline figures measuring up to 55 feet long and 12 feet tall. In the Chengio district, the team found eight geoglyphs with feline figures measuring up to 121 feet long and 42 feet tall. Eleven more geoglyphs show anthropomorphic figures. Ten in the El Ingeniso district, and one in the Changuio district. Specialized software was used to analyze the drone images and help determine the shapes of the figures. Cats were a common presence in the Paracas culture, and feline figures were frequently included in local craftsmanship. It's believed the cats were a sign of fertility and considered a water deity. The Paracas people were known for their sophisticated advancements in textile arts, especially weaving, which employed intricate designs and vibrant colors. The Paracas culture thrived on the southern coast of Peru from approximately 800 to 100 BC. At its height, its influence extended through other trade networks and connected it with other ancient cultures, like the Chavin and Nazca civilizations. Around 200 BC, it began to decline. While the exact reasons aren't known, environmental changes or infighting may have been contributing factors. Our second story takes us to Varnham, Sweden, where researchers examined 3,293 well-preserved Viking teeth from the 10th to the 12th century AD, believed to have come from 171 individuals. The teeth came from a 2005 excavation of a church cemetery containing thousands of Viking graves. The site is known for extensive excavations of Viking and medieval features, including tombs where skeletons and teeth have been preserved well in favorable soil conditions. In this study, Carolina Bertelsen and colleagues performed clinical and radiographical examinations of teeth from this site. They were examined using modern dental techniques and tools including x-ray examinations using the kind of bite plates used in a dentist's office today. The study, conducted by the University of Gothenburg, revealed much about the importance of teeth and dental care to the Viking population. Bertelsen and her team found that dental caries, also known as cavities or tooth decay, were not uncommon in the adult teeth they studied. 49% of the individuals examined had at least one or more caries lesions. The difference between the health of children's teeth and that of adults' teeth was notable. Cavities were less common in children's teeth. In fact, they didn't find any caries in children's teeth with either milk teeth or a combination of milk and adult teeth. Adults were found to have as much as 13% of their teeth affected by caries or decay, often around the root of the tooth. It appears that this increasing health risk led to tooth loss. Not surprisingly, the risk of tooth loss increased with age. The study shows that the average Viking adult would have lost 6% of their teeth during their lifetime. The study attempts to look after teeth in various ways, such as by looking for evidence of using toothpicks, filing front teeth, possibly as a male identity marker, and even dental work that included filed holes created to relieve tooth pain by reducing pressure and infection. According to Bertelsen, the study provides new insights into oral health in Varnham's Viking culture, and suggests that dentistry in the Viking age was more sophisticated than previously thought. Our third story takes us to Burgos, Spain, the home of the National Research Center on Human Evolution. The center is home to an international team of dental anthropologists using teeth to better understand migration patterns on how people populated the earth. As reported by phys.org, the team includes researchers from Tide to Teeth, a groundbreaking European initiative dedicated to creating a comprehensive dental variation database. Among these researchers are Leslie Hlusko, the team leader from Spain's National Center for Research on Human Evolution, and Richard Scott from the University of Nevada, the lead author of the published paper. Because teeth often outlast other human remains, they are more commonly found at archaeological sites. Dental anthropologists look at the differences in size and shape of teeth to better understand ancient populations, including similarities between groups. Using a program designed for forensic analyses to identify the population ancestry of unidentified human victims, the team looked at differences and similarities in teeth from 1,418 ancient people found in different regions in Asia and North and South America. Next, they classified the ancestry of each person based on those similarities. The analysis found an affinity between Native Americans and East Asians so significant that in 10 to 15% of cases, the similarity of their dental remains led them to classify teeth found in Native Americans as East Asian. Their findings suggest that all Native Americans came from the same population that was living in Beringia, the area between current Russia and Canada, for some 5,000 to 10,000 years before the migration into North and South America, south of the ice sheet. They also suggest these people migrated to the Americas during the last ice age also suggested is that today's indigenous people of Arctic North America migrated later, as teeth shaped like theirs are progressively less common in samples from areas farther south. The database being created by Tied to teeth will enable broader and even more varied analyses than the ones conducted in this study. This study appears in the American Journal of Biological Anthropology. We end the week in Britain with a young man dubbed Alfred Clooney 203645, buried in a ditch in Cambridgeshire between AD 126 and 228. His name is a combination of the town near the find location and his specimen number. As reported by BBC News, Clooney's body was discovered during the process of making improvements to the A14 road between Cambridge and Huntingdon. The study of his remains is a fascinating example of how new technology is transforming our understanding of the past. Using cutting-edge forensic science, researchers were able to uncover the details behind the bones to create a human story far beyond what documents and non-forensic archaeological evidence could alone provide. They learned that Clooney had traveled a long way to end up in that ditch – DNA analysis revealed that he was a member of an Iranian nomadic group, the Sarmatians, and was born near what is now southern Russia, among the farthest parts of the Roman Empire that included Britain at the time. He would likely have spoken an Iranian language and lived a nomadic lifestyle with excellent horse-riding skills. According to Dr. Marina Silva from the Ancient Genomics Laboratory at the Francis Crick Institute in London, The team found enough intact DNA to decode, in a tiny bone, in Offord's inner ear. To learn how he ended up so far from home, a team from the Archaeology Department of Durham University used another exciting analysis technique to examine his fossilized teeth, which contained chemical traces of what he ate. Like tree rings, teeth create layers that reveal the chemicals surrounding an individual at a given time. Offord ate sorghum and millet as a six-year-old in the Sarmatian region. His diet then shifted to wheat as he migrated west across Europe. Combined with historical information, researchers determined that Offord was likely connected to a Sarmatian cavalry unit of the Roman army posted to Britain at that time. DNA and chemical analysis techniques allow researchers to ask new questions about how societies formed, their makeup, and how they evolved in the Roman period. These results point to much greater population movement, not just in the cities, but also in the countryside. That wraps up the news for this week. For more stories and daily news updates, visit Archaeologica on the World Wide Web at archaeologica.org, where all the news is history. Also, check out our growing subscription platform, Heritage Broadcasting Service, at heritagetac.org. I'm Laura Kennedy, and I'll see you next week.
0: This has been the Audio News from Archaeologica, presented by the Archaeology Channel. Be sure to check back with us next week for our next edition. You can spread the word about the Audio News by clicking on the Share This link on our Audio News webpage, or just by telling your friends. Thanks very much for stopping by.